Welcome to the Warrington Football Podcast. Welcome to the Warrington Football Podcast. It's Jacko, host of the Warm Up, Warrington Town season ticket holder, and of course, the expert on grassroots football in Warrington. Not that I'm overdoing myself, but there you go, that's where I am. Uh, I am joined by fellow warm up host PJ and Warrington oh. Town season ticket holder, also. First, first season ticket holder this year for me. Yeah, yeah isn't it? Yeah, and you are from we used to be a player, didn't you? Don't we? Used to be Warrington Town player, but I only ever got to reserves, I never got to the first team. But I am quicker than Chris Gagan. <laughs> Well, I was quicker. Than, I was quicker than Chris Gagan. I might not be anymore. I doubt it. You put a lot of weight on since then. I have. We're also joined. So we did a pilot episode of this, and it got a bit of criticism for being anti-violence. So yes. we went looking for. A, we, I don't. I don't think we were that bad. But I don't. I don't think we probably were. So we went round looking for a violence fan, and we actually found one we liked. Ash Platt, how are you, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks, Chris. Good. He's um. He's a, what, what, are you, what are you at Ryland's sponsor nowadays? Yeah, I've got, a, uh, got some sponsorship there. I've been going down to the games. My um, my lad's first game of football was at Ryland's as well. And uh, it's only 10 minutes walk from my house, so proper local club. Good stuff. So uh, who's, who, who are you sponsoring this season? Just give, a, give a shout out before you before Yeah, we so we're, we're sponsoring Kane Drummonds, who was uh, last year's top goal scorer. For uh, for Ireland, so they um, good name to good name to have. Obviously, going to be a lot more goals this season as well from Kane, and um, we're uh, we're also getting um, we've also got some seats in the hospitality suite, the the new suite that's there. So really good, uh, really good facilities there now. Really, really looking to uh, to improve that ground there with everything they put they put in, and we're also getting a board on the pitch as well. So so um, yeah, back in the club. Sounds good. It's going to be an exciting year. Sounds good. We'll come on to some of the Ryland's news later. Uh, final host, Mr. Tim Tate, former Bruce Athletic manager um, and current Bruce Athletic veterans manager. We'll put that one in there. How are you, Paul? Yeah, doing good, guys. Looking forward to this tonight. Winding <laughs> some people up. <laughs> so what we've got to talk about today, um, there's quite a bit to talk about. Uh, Warrington Town, Warrington Ryland's three seasons are well underway. Uh, the Cheshire League started this weekend, and we've got also got a little bit of the national stuff. We'll talk about the obviously the Lionesses' great success, and also the charity shield that happened, or the community shield as it's now called, that happened yesterday. So what we'll do is we'll start with the Warrington Town roundup. Welcome back to the Warrington Football Podcast. It's Jacko and PJ. We're going to talk about Warrington Town's pre-season so far. Um, some of the news that's happened in the last seven days. Um, big news for Town, really, was this, the re-signing of Stefan Moles. Um, play that I quite I think is a really good addition to the squad. What, what's your thoughts on him, PJ? Uh, I really like him. He, he's, a, he's a 
he's he's one of these attacking midfielders who likes to run with the ball. Um, he's not scared of taking taking the ball to his feet. He's back towards goal, trying to set some of the tackles he has taken in pre-season as well. Like big big centre half just going right through him, and he just gets up. Yeah, so when he, the ball again straight away. Yeah, when he when he first signed, you had you had of a Spanish lad coming from Blackburn. You were a bit concerned yeah, that he'd be a bit lightweight, but he, he doesn't appear to be, does yeah. he? He seems to be quite comfortable well, on the ball. The, the first first couple of games, I think he was, um, but I think he adapted very quickly from last year. And uh, this year in pre-season, I think he's just looked probably the best midfielder Town have got this this this. Um, this up, um, uh, upcoming season. You see, I, I see him as a number 10 myself, m- more than a central midfielder. Um, yeah, I, 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 with Bowen, I know Bowen, Bowen Dixon, I prefer him in that role that he's playing at the minute, a bit further back, because uh, he can drive with the ball as well. And that's what I think Tal missed. I think trying to play Bowen number 10, I think he gets lost out of the game. Yeah, I mean, Bowen Dixon's with, a... Bowen Dixon's a top player, I think. I think he's a player that is underrated a little bit. I think he can be, but he can be hot and cold at the same time, can he? He's a, a definitely yeah, a talent. He's, he's a bit, not, he's a bit like Pogba, isn't he? When Pogba plays really well, he's the best player on the pitch. But if Pogba don't, if he can't be bothered, and then you don't, you forget that he's on the pitch. And I think it's one area where Town are actually quite strong in the in the pitch because you got you got Harrison Williams alongside Bowen and and also Moles there. You got four there that are really have got a lot of talent. And yeah, it's it's looking like we're going to have potentially a really good season. Um, preseason has been quite good so far. Um, yeah. This weekend we've had a two-all draw against Buxton. Um, we didn't, we didn't go because we were at another game, but. Uh, Mikey Howard, new signing from Skem. Um, he signed last year. He's been getting on the score sheet quite regularly. Um, you well, were at the Telford game. Uh, what do you yeah, think? Of him? Uh, he, he's he. Well, we weren't sure who he was at first because um, pre-season you don't get a team sheet as such. Um, but he played on the right wing, right wing sort of formation. They were what they were playing. Uh, he wasn't the wing back, um, but he did he did track back. Um, but he can use his left foot, right foot. The goal he took was a very well-worked goal. He showed the defender that he was going inside, dragged it with his left foot, right onto his right, blasted it in, bottom corner. Um, but yeah, he was, he, he's a very good uh, very good player. Um, not sure where he actually plays. I don't know if he plays on the wing or if he's a striker, or he can oh. do all three. I think I think at Skem he was a striker. I think he played majority through the middle. Um, Town did sign him last season, didn't they? But they didn't play him yeah, because he, he wanted he to stay at Skem. Registered, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah, he was dual registered. Um, I thought the the new centre back we've discussed off air, aren't we? Or on off off topic? He struggled against Telford. Um, I was saying to that is he lost every aerial battle he had. So is that the is that the new centre back from Alty Hannigan? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember what his name is, but yeah, um, the new one from. Um, but I'm sure someone said he was a fullback. I'm, I'm, I can't. I, I can't remember off the top of my head. This this but, is going to uh, sound great on pre-season. We don't know any of the players' names. 
But as we, as the season goes on, we start to learn people. I mean, yeah. I should be the same. I should be the same at Rylands with the uh, with uh, trialist A and trialist B and yeah. I t- I tell you what, with with the trialist, uh, there was one lad. Uh, he was there last year, but again, he, he, his name. Didn't, don't know his name, but he, he came on a left back and uh, he looked very comfortable. Um, so hope, I, I hope the town sign him and give him a chance. But the, the left back they had on, I think he was from Olchingham as well. I think uh, he played well. He went off because he, uh, bang, he banged his head um, and you could tell he wasn't right after. But he, played, he tried to play on for about five minutes and then they subbed him off. So the, the player that's impressed the, the player that's impressed me during pre-season is Isaac Buckley Richards, uh, Ricketts, sorry, not Richards. Yeah. Um, IBR. Um, he, he came at the end of last season. We we were first aware of him playing against Town when he played for Southport and he caused chaos. Um, yeah. He's been he's looked really sharp this season. Do you think he's gonna have a good year? I think he is. I think if he can stay fit, because um, I know Butley has issues with his hamstrings and quads. Well, that's just because he's quick. Um, but yeah, um, Isaac uh, was again against Telford, uh, was causing nightmares for Paul Carden's side. He was just he was dropping in. He was running behind. He was drifting out wide, which I think that's what I think that worked well with um, Duffy. And the guy from Skem, they all interact interacted, not interacted. That's the wrong word. What is it? Interchanged. Interchanged. Interchanged the interchanged the up front, and it, it worked well. It was. So it I was think, one. I think that was, it was one criticism we had at town last year when it was they were very static. So once they yeah once they they went behind or Buckley or Buckley uh, got injured. Town was yeah, sort of knackered because they'd, they'd have to play Amy up front and just launch balls to him, and it wasn't really yeah, Town's well, Town's game. Amy hasn't played in pre-season, I don't think. Well, he's not played when when we've been there. Um, I've not seen him play this year. No. Hope, hope uh, not in a horrible way, but I hope he is a plan B plan. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Talk. Talk. Yeah. Talk. Next season. Um, or talking of next the next game, Bolton Wanderers are coming down to Cantlever Park on Tuesday. Um, me and you are going to be attending, so we'll give a match report to that next week. And the season yeah. starts in less than two weeks' time now, so something to look forward to. And come here first for all of the post-match reaction. Welcome back to the Warrington Football Podcast. Um, we're now going to talk a little bit about the other side across the town, or Garcia Lane, Warrington Islands, and we'll go to our intrepid reporter, Ashley Platt. Thanks, Jacko. We're very much the noisy neighbours, I think, uh, rather than across the town. It's going to be a uh, going to be a fun season, particularly that uh, that first game we got in a uh, a few uh, few weeks into the season. So, so yeah, it's going to be a uh, an exciting year for Rylands. Obviously, the uh, the league win on the last game of the season meant that uh, Warrington Rylands now promoted into the same division as Warrington Town. 
much to the uh, much to the love and hate of of the town. So it's going to be a brilliant uh, brilliant bit of uh, atmosphere. And I do think that uh, when it comes to it, there's going to be some good uh, good rivalries going on, and I think it's just going to boost the town. And uh, having two good football teams competing in a very good division is just going to improve the whole um, the whole scope of football in the town. And maybe in a few years' time, we're not just known as a rugby town. What do you think, Tim? Yeah, I think that's good. I think uh, I think they've done really well over the last few years. They've won um, they won a cup, haven't they? They won the um, the Vase Cup. Yeah. You know, that's that's a massive achievement. Imagine playing at Wembley at that level. So good. Oh, it'd be incredible. I know they have a few um a few non league it's like non league finals day in Wembley. So the uh it's a it's a good idea to have a few a few on the same day because um, obviously at this level, you know, you you don't have the sort of fans that are gonna fill out Wembley. But um you know, having a few finals just means there that you're gonna have um have quite a few quite a few fans over there just to watch their team but We'll stick around to uh, to watch some of the other finals as well. So um, so yeah, so I think that uh, you know, it's obviously a uh, one of the biggest moments for the club, um, and then obviously the the following year getting the promotion, getting a, another promotion, another big year, and um, you know the the history is uh, is all starting to be to be written before our eyes. I think with with this club. Yeah, I was speaking to one of the coaches at Rylands as well, um, we're close friends with, and he was saying that um, Kane Drummond, Cal Do- Dolan, and Kyle Hayde has been working really hard throughout pre-season, looking really good. Quite excited about those guys. What do you think about them? Seeing them in the games? Yeah, well, Kane was uh, Kane was exciting all of last season. Uh, finished top goal scorer, so obviously got a, a decent eye for goal, and. Um, uh, even the start of pre-season now, after a few um, after a few good additions to the squad, Kane's still been showing his uh, his quality. Uh, he got two goals in the uh, in the first uh, first friendly. Um, oh, sorry, no, he scored a goal in the first friendly. Two goals against Salford in the first home friendly. Yeah. Um, so um, so obviously still has that eye for goal, still keen to be scoring. And Cal Dolan, he's been every game I've seen, he's been outstanding. He just sits nicely, um, you know, along that front line. He loves to uh, drop back, and he's not afraid to shoot from distance as well. And uh, he managed to uh, managed to bag a, a good goal against Chorley from uh, from outside the box as well. Um, so yeah, very 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 confident. And the, the whole of the the whole of our team, you know, you can see the way that they warm up when you watch them do drills. That uh, that the coaches get into them. You want to be playing within a yard. Of the uh, of the opponent, so they're not afraid to be under pressure, even passing it through the back. Those um, having no having that defence where they're just knocking it between each other, waiting for the um, waiting for the ball out. It it does seem like at times, it, you know, watching some of the good quality football that you see, just playing across the uh, you know the stunning pitches you have in the Premier League at times. But um, you know, you, you do get the mistakes every now and then, but. They're very, very passionate about uh, getting getting some good quality football, not just lumping it forward. Let's try and win one nil. You know, if they score one, they want to be getting two, three, four. They're wanting to to really kind of get into opponents. 
So, so in the in the pre-season so far, they started, uh, I think, too early, to be honest with you. Um, the first pre-season game, I think they've had one one or two training sessions. Uh, they got a, a good friendly against TNS in Wales, obviously with their Champions League qualifiers winning the, um, you know, doing so well in the Welsh Premier League. They uh, they start early, yeah. but um, I, from uh, I, I don't wasn't at the game, but uh, from what I've uh, what I've heard from people who were there, you know, fitness was a key thing. You know, the lads have been obviously off since the end of the season, so and it's obviously going to play a factor. And you know, at this level, the lads do commit to try and try and stay fit, but you know, you're not uh, you're not kind of millionaires like the Premier League sort of footballers who are going to have fitness regimes, round-the-clock sort of training when they're, when they're uh, off-season. So it's all down to the to the guys to stay fit. And they put in a solid point for the end. Fitness just prevailed because TNS started their pre-season a lot earlier. And, um, yeah, they had a good game against Salford. The scoreline, 7-2 Salford says they got absolutely battered. But... Um, in the first half, Browns played pretty much, uh, you know, most of their first team um, from, you know, essentially from last season, most of the first team from last season. A few extra plays thrown in there as well. And Salford started with their with their back line, which is their, their main back line. So you're not going to really penetrate a League 2 defence that well. No. That sort of side. But across the whole game, though, the midfield, I thought the midfield was, was brilliant against their... Uh, at League Two calibre, but um, you know, in the end, mistakes happens, and the League Two side's going to punish you. And it was just, you know, two five-minute meltdowns. Thing to it, there was actually one of one of the one of the mini meltdowns that happened. I um, I went to the bar to get myself a drink, came back, and two goals had been scored. <laughs> so yeah, they're going they're going to be clinical at level at League Two level, though, aren't they? Oh yeah, and they showed the quality. Well, Salford are a, a really good team. And it was, I think it was a good feeling to have because Salford had a similar sort of rise through the leagues that uh, that rounds have started to see. Um, obviously, Salford had uh, you know the you know, class of '92. They got all all of that, and you know they they had that to help. But um, you know they've this. I think it's a good good club because they've been through what uh, Rylands hope to go through. With their, is that, is that the plan for the future for Rylands then, do you think? Do you think they want to go into the leagues, higher leagues? I think, I think every single team, you know, Warrington Town included, and every single team in this division, the Conference, the Conference North-South, every team wants to get promoted, wants to win the league. You know, if you go into a if you go into a, a game thinking, you know, at this level, you should be going to get thinking, you know, we could win this game. If we play well, we can win this game. Because um, the, the 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 sorts of players that you've got here, they're all wanting to try and get a career in football. At the end of the day, these guys work work during the week, work over the weekends, and this is their hobby, which they would love to have as their profession. So everyone puts in hundred percent every single game. So that just means that it's exciting football to watch, and it also means that you're going to have some um, some pretty tasty ties where you could have bottom of the league facing top of the league, and bottom of the league comes off with a with a decent result purely because they uh, they they want to you know they're working for next year's contract basically. Yeah, well it's going to be fun, isn't it? Because 
Warrington Rylands are going to be facing Warrington Town within the first three or four games of the season. So that's going to be good. This podcast will be really lighting up that week. Yeah, it will. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, to see some of the exchange as well because I do think it's going to bring out a uh, a lot of passion for football in the town. Whether you whether you're supporting Warrington Town, which um, you know, Warrington Town's obviously been the club for for decades in Warrington because it's always been the um, the higher of uh, of all the teams. Ryland, obviously the new boys in the block, but uh, you know very much looking to uh, to make some noise. So. Um, I do think it is going to be some uh, some really good rivalry going on. And like I say, it's just going to just going to make the town really, really passionate about football. And hopefully, I'm not sure what the uh, the Premier League Championship sort of fixtures are around those times, but hopefully, we are able to get a uh, quite a few fans who would normally go to you know their their big club. Hopefully, we can get some of those to be coming down to. To these games, you know, coming down to Wanting Town, down to Ryland, and you never know. Both clubs will probably end up with more fans off the back of it because they see some good quality football being played around the corner. And it's also a massive inspiration for both clubs' youth. So both clubs' youth have got a massive um, thing from under fives to under twenty ones, where some of the under twenty ones have been told have been training with the first team. So that's. That's brilliant as well. People taking their youngsters under the wings and helping them push and progress. So that's nice to hear. Yeah, it's brilliant. And, you know, I've, uh, I spoke to Mark Pye, who's the chairman of rounds a few times. And he said when he first came in to the club, I think it was six years ago, he said the main thing he wanted to focus on was youth development and give, give um, kids in the town a pathway to paid football. And... Um, Obviously, Warren Town have been doing that for years as well, and you know they've been able to bring through some some good local players as well who have uh, you know been able to you know play at Warrington Town, and also you know move on to play for other teams across um, across the the, the the local divisions as well. So it's uh, yeah, it's definitely something which I think is is going to again excite uh, excite kids in the town, excite people who are playing football and uh, wanting to watch football, you know, Ryland's V-Town is just going to bring more and more people down and want to play. I know, yeah. Like I said before, it'll be loads of fun in here on that. Oh, on, it's going to be after that. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm more excited for the, uh, for the text messages that we're not, that we won't be allowed to repeat. To be honest <laughs> with I think it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be heated, but it's all going to be in good fun and, it's going to be so much fun, you know. You see everything that happens, you know, Everton v Liverpool in the Prem, Man United v Man City in the Prem, you know, those sorts of games, you know, there's always so much heat and, you know, um, when it's a local game, you know, people will work together uh, for, you know, people work together who will, like, have an allegiance to either club and, you know, everyone will just be, like, talking about it and, uh, you know, going back and forth with each other and then, the end of the day, one team will get bragging rights, unless it's a draw. But no one wants a draw. You want to, everyone wants to win. So you want to have them bragging rights, and then you know you're just looking forward to uh, the next time they play. And for me, in an ideal world, we'll see both teams get promoted, so we can keep the rivalry going. Because Warrington Town losing out in the playoffs last year, 
Ryland's very ambitious. I think both teams are going to be aiming for promotion this year. Sure, I hear. Yeah. And um, the, the final thing for me on Warrington Rylands is I, uh, I just wanted to um, bring up about the um, one of the main moves that have happened over the course of, um, of, this, of this pre-season is that um, Graeme McCall, Warrington Rylands legend, captain, goalkeeper, lifted trophies with the club, captain them to, through Wembley, absolutely outstanding player. And even up until Tuesday when he played in the in the preseason friendly, he was about the club, laughing, joking. He was he was so so having so much fun around the club. And um even though it was I think it was Wednesday he got announced that he was departing the club, he uh you know he's definitely gonna be a big hole in the in the club and you know, he's he's always going to be someone who, if he uh, if he turns up to a game, you know, there's going to be a lot of people who want to have a chat to him and catch up with him. So, a big um, a big departure for Ireland there. But um, what Warrington Rounds have got is they managed to get a a lad on loan from from Wigan, Sam Tickle, who's he looks uh, he looks like a pretty good keeper. I think he plays 45 minutes. Uh, you know, going back to kind of the trialist A, trialist B. So I think you know you never know the you never know what the names are. Really, I'm not I'm not too sure why they have to hide the names of trialists. I'm sure Chris will probably know and tell me about it later. Chris seems to know everything about football. <laughs> but um but yeah, but, um exciting player there and then you know Rams also had uh, you know Will Apple Yards uh, as backup keeper as well. But actually yeah, started up his Korean crew. My uh my main football club. So Yeah, it's your team, interested. isn't it? It is, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if Will gets a game. Um, he never really broke through into the first team at Cruz, always in the under 18s, but uh, you know, he was he was like the keeper for the under 18s. So um so yeah, so um all the best there to Graham. I'm sure uh, he's uh, he's always gonna look back on his time around with fond memories. And um and yeah, everyone's uh, gonna be sad to see him go, but also excited for, for what the future brings with these two new young goalkeepers. Welcome back to the Warrington Football Podcast. We've just talked about Warrington Town and Warrington Islands, and now we'll drop into the Cheshire League. Um, their season started this weekend um, with Greenalls and Dayton both getting underway. A um, bit of a disappointing result for both sides, to be fair. Um, Greenalls got a two-all draw at away from home at Lostock Growlgram. Lostock last year had a struggle a little bit bit like Greenalls, who also struggled. Greenalls, whose new manager is Lee Pennington, former Warrington Town and Bruce player, former Greenalls player as well, FC United amongst his many clubs. Um, Greenalls took the lead in the first half with a penalty, um, then pegged back immediately after half-time, um, to which Greenalls then took the lead again midway through the second half, and then they unfortunately conceded in the last minute to make it 2 all. Um, Penno wasn't on the sideline because he's on holiday, which I think was, you know, his typical amateur football. I think that sums it up perfectly. Holiday um, season. 
Yeah, indeed it is. Um, we all so they, we're all planning to go. Well, some of us are planning to go and watch Greenalls on Wednesday night as they play Eagle. Um, and earlier, Eagles manager Danny Nixon spoke to PJ and Tim about the about Eagles' starts of the season. Hi, Danny. You okay? Hey, you all right? No, I'm good, thanks. Tim? Yeah, I'm good. Are you all ready for the season, Danny? Uh, yeah, I think we are now. Uh, it's been felt like a bit of a long pre-season, to be honest. We've been back six weeks, but uh, the end of last season was so long. Uh, yeah. The break, break we had in between didn't really feel like a break. But yeah, I think we're, we're ready now. Uh, obviously, the league started yesterday. We didn't start. So yeah, come Wednesday, uh, we should be ready to go. Yeah, big big local derby for you, isn't it? You're looking forward to uh, what? How do you think it's going to go? Uh, yeah, it's a massive massive derby. Uh, obviously, it's now with Rylands have, have gone where they've gone. Uh, this is is a big derby for us anyway, uh, but it probably stands out as the biggest now. Um, so yeah, you can't ask for a bigger game to start with. Uh, and we're at home as well, so uh, hopefully get a big crowd and uh, yeah, it's a it's a big one to start with and we'll be confident, uh, but. You never know in derby games, do you? Anything can happen. No. So you've made a lot of signings so, as well through the summer. Um, is that due to players don't want to travel, or is it just lads you were looking looking for to sign anyway? Um, we've we've lost a couple, uh, lost a couple of forwards. Uh, I think we've had three ACLs in the last twelve months across the squad. So that's that's lost three players, uh, but we've lost. Lost a lad to Barnton, who played up front. Another lad, um, he's quirky, he's played with us for a few years, um, a good few years. He lives in Swinton now, so he's travelling a bit of a commitment. So we had to replace him. Um, so we, we, we brought two in from Greenall, actually. Uh, brought Ryan, Ryan Wan uh, and Cal Burgess in. Uh, and a couple of other lads. Uh, Henry Carver's come in from Mould in Wales. He's relocated to, to Newtley Willers. So uh, he sort of found us, which seems to be a good match. Uh, yeah, we've had uh, Matty Saunders, who sort of ended the season with us, helped us out now and again last year. He's a very good player, uh, but he's committed this year. And also a young lad called Kean Cooper, uh, who's, who's been at a decent level as a young youngster. He's only 19 now, but he's had a year out of the game. But uh, yeah, we've, we've, we've took him as well. So four or five signings, kept the majority of last year's squad, just looking to build on it, really. Uh, we needed a big squad come the end of last year, the amount of games we had. So uh, the more players we have, the better. Uh, and hopefully it raises the quality a little bit. I was going to say when when we interviewed you on the radio, uh, you were saying that you needed some more more players because of the amount of games that were coming towards the end. I think you were playing yeah. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Was that right? Yeah. yeah, I think we did fifteen games in something like six weeks towards the end of the season. We just had broken bodies. Yeah, uh, it, it, yeah it comes to we played through the last game of the season, uh, and myself, Chimney, were obviously running with. Uh, and, and Gagsy, who's the assistant, uh, Gagsy's 43, I'm 35, but I've had two ACLs. And Chinny's, Chinny's only 32 or 33, uh, but he's not in the, the shape he used to be. His brain's still working, but he's maybe not in the shape he used to be. And all three of us actually started, <laughs> all three of us actually started the game. Um, I lasted 16 minutes with another knee injury. But to be fair, the other two, uh, they played set and half together. Uh, we won 2 0, and they kept a clean sheet. So. Uh, oh, great, so, but yeah, it come to that at the end of the year where the three managers essentially had to play because we had no bodies left. 
Well, you, your fixtures are coming through thick and fast at the start of the season as well, aren't they? It looks like in every three days, three or four days, you've got next, what, eight fixtures? Yeah. It's, Playing it's, midweek, Saturdays, midweek again. Yeah, it's always like that at the start. I mean, it's not just us, it's every team. Um, yeah. So the Chester League's always busy sort of start of the season to try and get as many games in as possible. So we know what to expect. Um, like I say, we've, we've sort of added to the squad. It is holiday season though. <laughs> so yeah. as many as you add, um, you know, people are away. Obviously, uh, school holidays as well for some of the older lads. So there's always going to be lads missing this part of August, sort of into early September. But uh, yeah, it's going to be thick and fast. So uh, if you, you know, if you do not get the result you want on a Saturday or a Tuesday, you get a chance to bounce back pretty quick. Uh, this yeah. time of year. So does that affect when you train as well then? If you're playing a Wednesday and a Saturday? Yeah, we won't train. Imagine, we won't train in August. I was going to say, I can't imagine the lads want to do play a game and even if it's a light session on a Thursday and then play again on a Saturday. No, we we, we won't yeah. train in August. I mean, we've done six weeks, two you know, two days a week. We, we only train once a week, sort of in the winter. Um, but, yeah, we won't we won't train now. Uh, obviously, the reserves have games Thursday as well. So if if lads are on the bench potentially for the first team, they may play Thursday for the reserves. So uh, it's then hard to put a, put a session in on a sort of Wednesday or a, an yeah. hour on a Thursday. It's, it's difficult. Best best form of fitness in it, the uh, games anyway. Yeah, I mean, sharpness. to be fair, they've worked hard for the last six weeks. You know, we've been running up Forest Park Hills. Uh, you know the streets, the streets uh, of Sankey and and Thornton Road. So they've worked hard. I can't ask any more from them in terms of fitness. So it, it's a match matches we need to be playing now. Who, who are you expecting big things from from the team this year? Which players? Uh, just from the team, really. <laughs> um, but in terms of players, obviously, um, you know we're a pretty strong side defensively. We always have been when yeah. I was back playing 10 years ago or whatever. But last since I got involved back in November, we were pretty strong at the back. We were organised. What we want to do this year is play a bit more football. Uh, I think at times last year, we, we were direct. And in certain games, it suits you uh, in the Cheshire League. Yeah. You know, sometimes the pitch don't suit flowing football. Sometimes it, you know you need to be big and strong against some teams. Uh, but we want to try and play a little bit more. So some of the midfielders, uh, lads we've got already, uh, you know, Lewis McEvitt, Caleb, Ed Shaw, Ed Burfham, you know, they were all with us anyway. But we've had Cal, added Cal Burgess, Matty Saunders. So we've got six, you know, five or six really good centre midfielders there. So we, we want to start playing through them, sort of playing out from the back a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, and just, just have a little bit more quality in our play, sort of add another string to our bow because we can go direct still. We know we can do it. So uh, just, just give us a little, little something else that we can maybe you know, play differently if we need to. Don't be wrong, when you get to January, the pitches aren't made for following football. So <laughs> yeah. uh, you sort of, you get a battle on and you, you sort of who comes out on top. But um, yeah, when the pitches are nice or you get a nice setup somewhere like Nutsford, unfortunately they've gone down, obviously. Um, but some of the 3G services, to get the ball down, to play it a bit better, that's what we want to look to do, essentially. Yeah. Do you enjoy the headache of uh, selection? Like you've just said, you've got, five or six centre midfielders and I'm guessing I don't know what formations you play you might change it every week depending on the players but I'm going to say maximum you play is three yeah and then you've got uh, three other lads but yeah it's good I mean to be fair that, they're quite versatile so 
uh, you know, if, if someone maybe misses out in centre midfield, they might be able to drop in at right back or, you know, but essentially, like you say, it, it's a good headache to have. It's better than not having enough centre midfielders. Yeah. Um, so I think we've tried three different formations in, in pre-season. Uh, if Greenholds are listening, we haven't decided on one yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll, we'll look at what we've got sort of tomorrow for Wednesday. Uh, obviously, we've got a rough idea of where we want to be. Um, and when it all settles down, once the midweeks are all done, you get to sort of September and it's just Sunday, uh, Sunday, Saturday, sorry. Um, you know, we'll have a clear idea of sort of the 16 we're going to go with and, and the players who are think, taking the shirt. In the early parts of the season, it's all to, play, all to play for for the lads. We've said that to them. Go and claim your shirt essentially in pre-season. But, you know, as I say, it's holiday season. So if someone claims it for three games, they might be away for two weeks then. So yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just one of them in August. Makes it makes them more hungry when they've got a bit of competition. Someone pushing them in the same place, in the same position, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean that's that's sort of what we wanted um, when we we brought a couple of lads in. When lads have come down, that's that's what we want. Uh, we yep. don't want to get to a stage where we've got sort of thirteen players that are regulars, and then there's a couple from the reserves. And you want you want six, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen players all pushing at it. I think when we won. The Liverpool Cup, I think it was about 15 years ago now. No, it wasn't. It was uh, nine years ago, I think. Uh, you saw myself and Chinny both played in that final. And there's lads now. I mean, Adam Coleman's our captain. He was on the bench then. Yeah. Uh, I think the year, a couple of years before we won the League Cup, I was on the bench. So it just we just had good, strong squads then. And yeah. it drove us on to sort of go and win trophies. That's sort of where we want to get back to um, this season. That was Danny Nixon there from Eagle. Um, he taught us a lot of sense about his signings he made over the summer. Um, PJ, what do you think of the two ads from Greenhalgh that he signed? We watched them a few times last year. Yeah, well, we, we were saying it. Um, it's one of them turned up late, didn't he? And yeah. We were saying this lad better be good. And then when he come on, he uh, ran the show. So he's a very good signing. Uh, I think he can play higher up, uh, higher divisions. Uh, he might do it with Eagle. Eagle might get promoted um, just got to say yeah, I hope it's a good game on Wednesday between them I know yeah, Eagle I mean, won I know Eagle won both games last season yeah 4-0 uh, um, and 3-1 I think it's important for Greenhouse to get off to, to get off to a decent start I spoke to Penno um, last weekend and they've lost a few players obviously it's been a bit of turmoil with Chris Brown leaving at the end of the season Um Tim, you know a, bit, a little bit about Callum Burgess. Um, what, how do you think he's going to get on this season at Eagle? Yeah, Callum's going to do really well. Um, really strong midfielder, really creative. Yeah, I think he'll do a really good job at Eagle. And plus, Danny was saying there's a lot of competition in that, in that place for the team. So he's got six strong midfielders fighting for... Certain yeah, amount of positions, he wouldn't actually tell us the formation because he didn't want Greenhouse to know. But you know, yeah. Well, Lewis Lewis McAvitt is a player that I'm aware of, not because of what he does at Eagle, but what he did at FC Sankey on a Sunday. Um, he's a he's a well known player in the Sunday League. Uh, scores a lot of goals, so he's he is a top top player. He is, um, and if he's just if he's just got another group of players into that squad, that's good for them. Um, moving on to Dayton, Dayton actually. Started yesterday, or on Saturday, got off to a poor start, um, lost 3-0 to Middlewich. 
Um, they should have actually been 2-1 up at half-time um, at the post twice. They're two absolute sitters. There's another club whose manager is currently not on, on the sideline, Ryan Lees. Um, and they've lost a lot of players to uh, Atherton, Laburn and Rovers in the Northwest Counties. So, data last season, we're at the, end, we're at the bottom half of the table. And they they finished 16th last season. Yeah, and they only, they they only survived they? They only survive because Nutsford played a, a couple of ringers. So, they went down. Um, so, Nutsford went down instead of instead of uh, Dayton. Um, but, like I said, they've lost a lot of players, Dayton, to, to clubs in higher leagues. Um, so, it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back. Um, they were they were inconsistent last year, should we say. Me and PJ went to watch them a couple of times, and they weren't they weren't anything special particularly. But towards the end, when we we hadn't we hadn't watched them for a few months, have we? Um, really, and as we stopped watching them, they improved a lot. So I think that was maybe me and PJ's curse of curse on dating a little bit. They felt the pressure. That's what it was. Two celebrities on the sideline. Yeah. Well, you never know though with um, losing a few big players. You'll know Jacko and Tim. You'll know just as well as I do from, you know, running running some um, managing football teams in the in the area. Sometimes some of these players who maybe are bench players or don't get picked, once you give them the chance, they absolutely nail it. So it could be a good chance for those players who maybe have been benched last season to show that uh, you know they do deserve some uh, some good minutes for them this season. Uh, yeah, and an interesting start for Dayton sort of thing as well is that they've got. They've got six games, or, or sorry, five, yeah, six games to start off a season all the way from home. So at some point they're gonna have some a big run of home games where I think their their form last year at home was a lot better than it was away. So hopefully again they can get a few, get off to a decent start, pick up a few draws maybe, and then develop into the season and start getting a few say, wins that, under the belt. That's, that's not going to be something that you want, is it? Six away games in a row. No, I don't. I don't know why they're playing six away games in a row. Must be a reason. Uh, Date was a cracking facility as well, so I can't imagine it'll be the pitch being available. But you never know with that. Maybe that's why. Maybe when the weather gets a bit worse for where they play at those yeah. facilities, because that's always the one thing that holds Eagle back for me. Um, you know, Thornton Road is is notoriously bad for being a waterlogged pitch, um, and they, you know, it's worse probably one of the worst pitches in the, in the town uh, for for weather. Um, but also, um, in a couple of weeks, there was another Warrington derby, Eagle versus Dayton, is next Wednesday. So not only have Eagle have got a really tough start to the season, both playing both uh, of their Warrington rivals in the first couple of weeks. So they'll be keeping an eye out for this podcast and we'll be reviewing each game as we go along. Welcome back to the Warrington Football Podcast. Um, we're now going to talk a little bit about the national issues of the day. Um, and obviously we can't get around the fact that England women um, have won the Euro Championships. Um, been a fantastic tournament so far. How much have we all seen of it? Tim, I watched, I've watched a load of it. I think they're, they're brilliant. I think the football's fantastic. Their attitude on the, on the pitch and everything. Amazing. PJ, have you watched much of it? I'll have to be honest. I I've not watched any of it. I I've only, I only put the final on for the last twenty minutes. 
but I've, I've been fo- I've been following it on on uh, social media, but I've just not sat down and watched any of the games. See, I've I've dipped in and out of it. Um, I've enjoyed it. I think it's been a, it's been a, it's been a um, fantastic competition, and it's been really good to see see the amount of crowds that we've got. Um, oh, Ash, have you seen much of it? I've uh, I've caught a couple of games. I uh, I was I watched the the semi final against Sweden, and to be honest, I um, you know, I, I do think this, the Swedish team is quite good, and I was surprised it was four nil. Um, but you know they played well. Um, big a couple of the goals were were soft goals, but you know they had to have the effort on target and you know work together out there, but. The main thing for me, which I think on the back of this, is that uh, you know you see a lot of uh, you know you mentioned there, Jacko, about the, the support and the crowds. There's a lot of women watching the football as well, which I think is brilliant. I think England were, um, I think were ranked fourth or fifth, and, and they played Sweden that were ranked first, beat them, and I think Germany ranked third, or second or third. So they have, they've not they've they've done it quite well, haven't they? Beat. Um, Couple of the best teams, teams in the world in the women's game. Yeah, so Germany's not lost the final for eight finals, and England are the first team to beat them. I think that's a massive achievement. It is, and what I what I found with it is that you look at the crowds, and it's been mostly young young girls. I mean, when we all played, you'd probably have one girl a team if you were lucky. Um, yeah. you know, if and you look at it nowadays, and it's going to make women's football such a big thing, and it is going to be the future of 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 the football. Um, so yeah, I think it's really good good to see Ash. Yeah, I saw quite an interesting. Uh, I think it was a tweet uh, from uh, one of the uh, women's football players said that some of the some of the men's team were asking for tickets. Say no, sorry, can't can't get you any. Sold out. Just it is fantastic. Brilliant thing. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. It is fantastic that Wembley has that has Wembley sold out. I mean, we you go back 15, 20 years, there's no way women would have ever sold out Wembley in a million no, years. No um so we'll we'll wrap that up for, for women's football. Oh PJ's got PJ's personally wants to say something. Well, I was just gonna say the last time England were in the final in 2009, they were only um semi-pro and Germany was still pro. So it's women's football's come a long way, and um, yeah, congratulations to the lionesses. Yeah, massive congratulations. Yeah, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, the men can do it in Qatar. So, congratulations to the England lionesses for the great tournament, and I hope that it's the growth of women's football for the future. Um, we'll move on to the other big story of the week nationally was the uh, community shield that was on Saturday afternoon. Uh, PJ, as a Liverpool fan, how did you think of the game? Um, I think Liverpool looked very sharp, um, but I think that's just how Klopp would, would have done pre-season. Um, it died off a bit in the second half with all the changes because I think they allowed six subs. Um, but uh, what annoyed me was uh, when Nunes scored, uh, the commentator didn't sound interested at all, and it's not the first time he's done it uh, with Liverpool. I don't know. I think is it Martin Tyler. No, no, it, it wasn't Martin Tyler yesterday. Who does ITV? Uh, Sam, Sam Matterface. No, no, it wasn't him. Is it Clive Owen? No, not Clive Owen. No, it wasn't Clive Owen. 
Clive, Owen. <laughs> Clive <laughs> Owen's a player from like 1985 or something. Is it? Yeah, sure it is. It was, it was, I'm sure it was Sam Matterface and Karen Carney, one of the two commentators yesterday. Oh, it was definitely Karen Carney, but yeah, I've, I've lost my trail of thought now. Well, there you go. So, think, Ash, I'm, I'm trying to think of Clive Owen. Is. Did you watch I it, didn't, Ashley? I didn't, uh, I didn't see the game, but um, to be honest, I uh, I was more interested in what Klopp said uh, pre-game about the uh, Community Shield. But he, uh, he, to me, he uh, he didn't seem that interested in the game. So, see Liverpool come out with a win was a bit surprising for me. Well, the thing is, I think Klopp's got a rubbish record in the Community Shield. He was saying on, on ITV yeah. yesterday that he's only won. I think out of the out of the four or five he's been in, he's only won one. Um, maybe, that, maybe that's why he was moaning about it. Last time because he, he couldn't win. Man, about Pep, because Pep, Pep's uh, got a terrible record in it. Klopp, I, I, I get the impression with Jurgen Klopp that he doesn't like playing football matches because he complains <laughs> when it's he complains all the way through the season when they're on. He complains all the way through the season when the season starts. He complains when the season ends. I just think he doesn't like playing football matches. That's what Didn't downs. he complain about the grass being too long in one game where they got beat as well once? Yeah, he just yeah, complains. He has, uh, I think it's just to take the um, the shine off the. Off the off out the performance. Still think he's one of the best managers at the Premier League since um, Ferguson. Well, he's won every uh, trophy now, hasn't he? But he uh, domestic, but he can. yeah, domestic and Do, continental. The only no, one he's, he, he has won the Europa Cup, has he? Oh, the um, no, but... I remember the um, conference. Marino's, no, 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 the, no, the Europa right League. The bag, All three. The, the Europa League as well, because he uh, they lost to Seville, didn't they? In the final, and because it was a it was a big. I remember a tweet going around that said that Liverpool were every couple they've been in, and Sevilla tweet, tweeted back saying, "No, you haven't," and had them pick up the off what used to be called the UEFA Cup back in the day. Tim, what do you think of the game? Well, at points it was quite sloppy, but you'd expect that from a pre-season game. Is it pre-season though? Is, is it well? It's is, the, it a worthy, first... is it a worthy trophy? Do you think? It's it's the first game, it's the last game of pre-season, from my opinion, because the league hasn't yet started. So it's the last game that they play pre-season to win. Something. Do you think it should be played? Do you think it should be played after the end of the season? Then where where would you put the Community Shield? If uh... Uh, yeah, I'd like to see at the end of the season. See, I I like where it is. Uh... Yeah, it's, it's a tough one because do you? Get to the end of the season, and then you have your cup winners, and then they've got to play one more game. Particularly if there's, like, say, a World Cup or a European Championship, you know, 2022 excluded, of course. But uh, would you would you put it at the end? But it's a tough one, I think. I think yeah, it's, it's just one of those where it's always been the first, so you may as well just keep it there because half are going to be happy, half are going to be unhappy either way. Well, it's a curtain raiser, isn't it? That's what it should be there for. It's to sort of, this is the start of the mm. season. This is it. This is getting going. So well, I see it other... a... Go on, PJ. I was going to say, the other countries do it because last night it was uh, Bayern Munich and uh, Red Bull Leipzig. So, it's that, and I think the Spanish do it as well. I think the winners yeah, of the cup do, and yeah. the... Yeah, so it's, it's all the other countries do it at the start of the season. And plus, it gives the young lads a chance as well. If they've got six subs and then 
like that, uh, the young lads from Liverpool, the uh, Harvey Elliott, come on, and uh, that Cavalio who we've signed, it gives them a chance to play at Wembley in a, in a final. And they, it's something that they, they can't get taken off. And I know Nunes yeah, went off and celebrated. It's like he's never scored a goal before. <laughs> he well, looked sharp, though, in that game. That's the first game I've seen in pre- pre-season well, I, that he's I looked really sharp. I didn't know much about him, really. I only knew about him when... Uh, like when obviously when he played against Liverpool and then when Liverpool have signed him, I had to look on FIFA really see how, how good he was, and then I've seen I've seen videos and stories that he's how well he's done. But again, it's like it's the whole thing with Haaland, isn't it? Um, how well he'll do against actual defenders, not German farmers and stuff well, like that. What I will say about Haaland is, even though he had a bit of a poor game yesterday, he sh- you know he missed two absolute sitters. He showed his movements unbelievable. He made Van Dyke look silly sometimes with his with yeah. his movement. And I and think his strength, his strength yeah. on Robertson, that was ridiculous. Was and once like, City, yeah, and, and once City get used to playing with him, he will <laughs> score so many goals. That's, so you did look good. Sorry, Tim. So you look good. Uh, that Alvarez who come on, mm. uh, the lad from River Plate. He looks. Yeah. He looks. He's only young as well, isn't he? He's only about twenty-one. Uh, Harland City haven't played with a striker for nearly two years now properly so they've always had to get there and then pass it and then move it into the box to finish now that Harland will make that run behind or he'll you can see him watching the line and then going he kept yeah sorry to me he kept on doing it last night didn't he he kept on making the run behind and they just wouldn't give him the ball he kept on just knocking it backwards and once they get used to just whipping it through yeah. I think he'll score, he'll score a load. Yeah. I think that City might uh, potentially struggle to adapt. It's like you say, you know, they essentially had no centre-forward for two years. So they're, they used to be, you know, looking for the midfield to push forward, the wide forwards to be coming in. You know, now that you've got that guy there, are they going to have the instinct to be like, let's get into him as much? So I, uh, I think they might struggle initially. But obviously, no Pep's still arguably the best manager in the world, so he's going to be able to get them to do what, uh, do whatever he needs them to do. But I do think there might uh, be a bit of a slow start potentially for Haaland, and then, you know, I think the back end of this season, then year two, year three, I just think he's going to be unplayable. Well, well, Pep's teams always start slow to start the season. Well, that's just how he does his uh, pre-season apparently. Because City last year um, was slow, wasn't they? Started slow. Yeah, well, they lost the first two games, didn't they? They lost to Leicester in the in the Community Shield and then lost to Tottenham opening day of the season. Well, so, be interesting how they get on. I've, I've been reading in, um, coaching manuals that he's written and he doesn't believe that you should hammer your players pre-season because they'll pick up the game speed within the start of the season. So, he doesn't want to burn his players out by December. He'd rather play them slowly and build them through and they'll come good. That's his sort of emphasis on how he wants to coach from what I've read. But I think it I think it'll be a good season this year. I think there'd be more teams challenging for it, not just a two horse race. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Arsenal. I think they're gonna be pretty good this year because you know Arteta's been you know, gradually building them up and you know they just missed out on Champions League. Um but um I think um I think they're gonna take the next step step up. 
and um, I think they could make that top four. I, I agree with Arsenal. I think uh, Jesus is scoring goals for fun. He is, yeah, he's a good player. Yeah, I, I think he was a bit unlucky at City. I, I don't know whether or maybe the fit just wasn't quite right for him. He never really seemed to uh, kind of realise all of his potential. He gradually improved, but you know, not to level where he'd expect it. But you know, it could be a new lease of life for him. And on, and on G- Jesus rising from the dead, we'll um, we'll have that with the end of the podcast. Uh, big thank you to everyone for coming on. Any feedback, um, send it to our Twitter page, which we finally will get one up and running, and we'll take the feedback and come with it. But until next time, we'll see you all again. The Warrington Football Podcast.